From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Sacedo talks to us about the importance of finding mentors that you can rely on throughout your professional career, how loving who you work for and who you work with can make a big difference in your choice for the next career move, and the importance of coaching attitude and effort, no matter the level you work at. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 
2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Victoria Salcedo. She is currently the Director of Women's Basketball Sports Performance at Wake Forest University. Prior to Wake Forest, she was an Assistant Performance Coach at St. Louis University, and she's also had stops at Northern Arizona and Cal Poly Pavona. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Could you tell me a little bit about your role at Wake Forest? Yeah, so I am the director of sports performance for the women's basketball. Um, my duties are all encompassing. So I work obviously strength conditioning. Um, I have my hand in their nutrition and their sleep and their recovery and their overall feelings, return to play. Um, so I, I have my hand in a lot um, or I wear many hats here. I do that one because the nutrition is also fairly new. Um, I think this is her first full-time position or I think she's still a fellow. So she's still trying to get a grasp on it. Um, so we're kind of in partners with that aspect and then just kind of seeing what we need in our low hanging fruits. So I touch a lot on their sleep. Uh, surprisingly they're sleep deprived. Um, so we work on that hydration return to play. I work with our athletic trainers and our, um, we have a physical therapist fellow. They'll come in and we do some uh, return to play things with some kids who've had previous injuries and previous issues, preventing them to get on the court. Um, and then I also kind of sit in as a, a score coach. Sometimes we had our head coach down, another coach was out recruiting. So there's only two on the floor and they're like, Vic, come on, like we need you on the floor. So take part in that as well. So I wear many hats, have my hands in multiple cookie jars and I try to do as much as I can for them. Now, how was that? Cause you're a softball player by, by training and by like, by what you've done your whole life. So how was it going to be a, a basketball coach? Oh, it's way different. One, I can't run that much. That's why I stopped playing <laughs> basketball when I was 10. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I like to compete. So I'm out there. I look like a fool and they break my ankles every single time, but I'll go out there and compete on the floor. I mean, at the over, at the end of the day, like our biggest thing is we, we need to compete. So if I can get that like competitor out of them, that's what we're going to do. And I'll trash talk them, even though I have no, I have no room to trash talk, but I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to drain three threes on you right now. Watch. And it's like three air balls, but you know, it don't, it don't matter. So we're out there and making sure I can push them. So there's things that we can always touch on attitude and effort is something anybody can coach or anybody should be able to like see and be able to touch on. Um, I don't really speak on their, you know, technique on their form shooting on transitions, things like that, but I will talk. All right. We're not accelerating. I need you guys to run fast. Right, let's pull this back. We need to redo this drill because it's just it looks sloppy. Um, so different approach, but same kind of like competitor mentality. Definitely. And what is it like coaching the one team at Wake Forest? Considering it at St. Louis University, at volleyball, softball, swimming, diving, track and field, and hockey, which are all massive teams and probably at least hundreds of athletes. So, what is it like to being you know, one coach versus a hundred or so versus one coach versus 15. Uh, yeah, I had about 200 soon. Nice. That sounds about right. <laughs> that track and field and, and uh, swimming and diving. I know. Oh, swimming and diving had like 80. It was insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but one, it, it just becomes so much more personal. Um, Obviously I tried to make it as personal as I could, but with 200 student athletes is very hard. Um, and especially in the time of COVID where I, to this day, still don't know what some of those athletes look like. Cause we were in masks 24 seven. Um, and so switching to this gear, I'm pretty much like a, it's almost like I'm full-time 
at their disposal 24 seven. Like they text me constantly, call me constantly. They're very respectful of my time. Don't get me wrong. They're not calling me at 2 AM, but I get a text in the morning or at night, like, Hey coach, this isn't feeling right. This isn't feeling good. Like there's constant communications. It's very personal. Um, and then I'm able to do a lot more and give a lot more to them, which is super nice. Um, it becomes a little more individual as far as the training aspect and the needs aspect, but at the same time, like I'm able to, all right, these kids are just struggling in this. Like I'm able to pull, you know, X, Y, Z and be able to get that in at a separate time. Um, I'm always at their practices. I'm always around them. So, I mean, it's just like, I'm another sport coach 24 seven that just doesn't affect playing time. So it's a little easier to have that kind of relationship. And what would you say is the biggest takeaway from your time at Northern Arizona and, and St. Louis university? Um, what was, uh, what, what best prepared you there for the job you have now? That's a good question. Um, at Northern Arizona, I would say one, how to deal with certain sport coaches. I worked with football. Um, and that was kind of my first exposure into dealing with like being a female strength coach. Cause I never viewed myself as a female strength coach. I just viewed myself as a strength coach itself. Um, and working with football, there was still this kind of like, well, you're female, you can't do this or mm, can't be here. Um, so I was dealing with a lot of that. And then also being able to learn how to interact with different sports from uh, like, like football is just different beast. At, at my internship, we didn't have football. So I never actually got to experience that. So one, being able to be more vocal, be more aggressive, be more like, I need to be heard because one, my voice doesn't carry. And two, like, this sense of do they trust what I'm saying because I'm a female, right? So that started to get play in my head because I never really anticipated that being a thing. Um, and just having that communication and being able to explain why I was doing things. Uh, at the end of the day, some of the football players were like, hey, we didn't care. We actually enjoyed it. It was a different voice. Like you weren't beating down our ears. You weren't, you know, we get 200 men yelling at us all day. Like it's nice to get a different approach. Um, so that was super awesome to hear. And then at St. Louis being able to multitask and just keep my head on a swivel and adapt. I mean, from COVID to five teams, to a new environment, to a new city, to like being so far away from home, um, and being away from family. So not having that support system per se, but like, okay, I need to figure things out. I don't have all the answer to everything. So how can I get the answer? How can I get closer to the solution? Um, and then, you know, relying heavily on my mentors, like uh, my boss at, or at St. Louis, who's now at Memphis, like he was a big, like someone I can really lean on and ask help for. Cause I didn't know a lot. I still don't know a lot. And so being able to be like, look, I need this help. Like we're going through these issues. I don't know what's happening from a training standpoint. It all looks good. Like, what am I missing? Um, and then just calling up, you know, old mentors from Utah state or who, who are everywhere in the country. Just be like, I am, I feel like I'm drowning. Like what's going on? How can I prevent this? Cause at Utah state, um, those strength coaches, they weren't a football five. Like it was just football and Olympics. So they had five total strength coaches for everything or maybe even four. Um, so being able to call them and being like, I, it, how'd you deal with it? Like, what can I do to continually, you know, stay above water and still be able to relate to the athletes and make sure I'm doing an adequate enough job. Um, so I would say those two are kind of the biggest things being able to ask for help for one, knowing who to ask help for, um, you know, and then understanding that being a female isn't any different than being a man in a same world, you know? Yeah, damn right. Um, and I think it's important for our listeners to hear that. And I know 
the female strength coach is definitely it's it's growing like it's uh, still a mine like a minority of the total population but it's a they're starting to get a lot larger and i think it's important for other you know females to hear that like see yourself as a strength coach first and that's the way it should be like you're a very good strength coach you know your stuff and you earn the right to be there uh and i think it's yeah it's unfortunate that you saw a little bit about what that was but it's good to see like at least the athletes were like look you're like you're good like you're you're a coach to us so i think it's important is there any other advice that you would have for i guess uh women like in a similar situation as as you um I'm trying to think back on what i'd like uh one reaching out to other females I think just cause I never actually had a female mentor All my mentors were men. Um, and so when I was put in that situation, I didn't know how to act or not necessarily act, but I, I just didn't know how to react to it. I didn't know if this was normal. I didn't know if the feeling of insecurity was normal. Um, so being able to have somebody where you can call and be like, Hey, like, I know you were in this position. Can you, you know, lend a hand or lend a thought. Um, and Brie Brown actually was a big, uh, help for me. She's at Pitt right now. She's at that job. She's awesome. Um, and she's kind of like somebody I look up to and she just was like, you don't act any different. You go in there and you do what you got to do. And, and every athlete will respect it. And if they don't, that's a conversation for later. And that you can bring up to the sport coach and have that talk. Um, but I think like, it's not about being a female. I mean, it is because we are, and I think that should be recognized. And I don't think you need to be like, well, this is my asset. Like I am a female, like that's part of your identity. Um, but like our job is overall encompassing to help the athletes. I think we bring a different, you know, perspective. And I think we give a different feel to the job, but at the end of the day, like we're all here to win. We're all here to develop the athletes, create a strong relationship and we're here to be great. So, you know, yes, understand like you are a female, but it should never be something that you're like, this is why I should get hired. Like, no, it's just part of it. Um, so, you know, just having a more open mind to it. Cause I think for a while, um, it was, it, it was just this big thing that I don't think should have been made a big thing as far as being a female strength conditioning. I think we need more for sure. Um, I think there always needs to be equality pieces. The pays need to be the same and there's still injustices, but that's not just our, in our field. That's like throughout the world. And I think we forget that. Like, it's just not us. Like it's everywhere. We need to make sure that that's like being brought up around the world. You know, um, not sure if that's necessarily advice or if that's just a random thought I had, but you know, uh, just- I, I like it. it's exactly. Hey, it's not just strength conditioning. It's, a problem everywhere and it needs to be fixed and addressed. But I think it's good to, you know, find that mentor. And I, I know Bree Brown and um, it'll be good. To, I think I'm going to try to get her on here soon, but as everybody knows this time of year for the winter sports is a uh, nuts. Oh, it's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So your position at Wake Forest is a pretty big deal considering who your predecessors were for both men's and women's basketball there. So when you saw that job opened up and you decided to shoot your shot, how did you prepare for the interview of your dream job? Um, whole lot of sweating. Um, <laughs> so it was me just kind of going back to trying to find like what made me the strength coach. So when I got brought up, so I, um, 
knew of Jenna through my boss at St. Louis and he kind of connected us through a zoom call and we had a conversation. Um, and I really like what she had to say. Like, I mean, I saw her facilities and I was like, how do I get a facility like that? Like we got 16 teams and we're sharing like a five rack weight room. Like, how do I get there? Um, and so one, whenever I do have these conversations and I think this is just something I, if encompassed from being an athlete, like every single time I talk to another strength coach, it's an interview, whether that be like just as friends or anything, like how I speak is going to resonate with you in a certain way. And I hope that if a job opens up that you think I'd be phenomenal for, like you'd remember our conversation and we would continue, like you would think of me, you give me a call and be like, I think you'd be perfect for it. Um, so when, whenever I do have, whenever we had that conversation, I was almost trying to sell myself just in case like something did open up. She was a new strength coach that I just met. Um, at a very good uh, institution, very good basketball school. They just went to the tournament. Like, Hey, even if this job doesn't open up, if you know of anything, like, I hope you think highly of how I just spoke. So one, I was almost like, I I always like plant the seeds before I even start actually working towards it. Uh, The second thing I did was when I was going on it, I had the conversation with a coach prior to, I did my research on the sport coach because I'm getting hired by the sport coach. Like when you are working a one team, you're essentially getting hired by a sport coach. So I do my research on her, make sure I knew exactly like her program's history, how they played, you know, who are the toughest defenders that way I showed investment in them, which I I still do. I still am. Um, like, how can I show that I care before I even get this job? So I did that with her. Um, I also asked Jenna, like, I was like, Hey, you know, um, how is this coach? Like how, what's her style of play? What were your guys' faults last year? So I was kind of I was fortunate I knew the strength coach prior. So I was able to kind of get insights on what maybe some strength coaches didn't know. Um, and so when we had the conversation, it went really well. Like we were on the phone for two hours. Like at one point, I just thought I already knew this head coach. I was like, this is great. Like, sounds good. Um, and then, you know, the questions came up, strength conditioning and a thing with like sport coaches. Some sport coaches have zero idea what we do. Right. They just kind of know it's part of the plan. Um, she knew a little bit of it and she was big on data and polar. And so we had just gotten polar at St. Louis. So I was like, perfect. Like I got the spiel from him. So I still remembered it. So I was able to reiterate everything he said, um, you know, and understanding what polar actually does. Cause, uh, I, if I can explain it and then I get there and I have no idea what's going on, kind of look like an idiot. <laughs> So once I explained all that to her and I explained like my purpose and I explained what I had envisioned for the girls, like it was almost like, all right, let's bring you on the interview and go through on the interview. Like it was, I mean, it was seamless, like, um, showing facilities and everything. And then when I sat down and we had the conversations of like, how would you do this different? What's your fitness test look like? What's your running look like? You know, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Everything was already kind of like built in me from my uh, previous mentor, because we had like sat down and pretty much talked all of it through. And he was like, this is how it goes. Um, you need to have answers for this, 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 this. And like, I had that, they asked that and it was just like, it was perfect. So went through the interview. Uh, I was on vacation actually when I went on my interview. <laughs> so came back and, you know, a day later she offered me the position and I mean, spoke to my boss, spoke to my mentors and they're like, you'd be a knucklehead and not take it. And I was like, oh, I know. I'm just letting you know, calling you the two weeks. Um, and then I took it, but it was more of like feeling how Wake Forest was feeling the staff. Um, a big thing that I'm starting to like 
kind of hone in on is like love who you work for and work with because I couldn't, I've been in situations where I could not stand some people I worked with. Like they were cool people and I will go grab drinks with them. But if we got to work together, I, I just can't do it. Um, it's just not, it doesn't mesh well. So, I mean, we, we sat down, I sat down with the staff and felt like we were all friends and good buddies and we're able to talk shop and also able to, you know, talk about, family life and what we enjoyed doing. And, um, our conversations were, were pretty good. So that was another big thing I was looking for. Cause if, you know, I couldn't mesh with them, I don't know how well of a position I'd, or how well I do in this position. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. I think that's some very important advice and I know I mean, essentially coming out of COVID, because I think you started your job at Wake Forest the same time I started my job at the School of Mines. So coming out of like our first quarantine year, a lot of coaches made a big pivot on whether I think that we all realized like that it's time to be happier. It's time to like, you know, do something that you're you're proud of. And I think it's good to see uh, that level of an interview process, all the work you had to put into to make sure like the package was set and ready to go. Now, what was your mindset going in, into it all? Like, so you, t- you showed me how you prepared it all, but I mean, I would only imagine walking in, into that new wake forest weight room and being like, you know, Holy bleep. I'm, I'm here. Like, this is it. Like, like, well, did you tell yourself to calm down? Or are you one of those people that are like, look, it's, it's, it's go time. Let's get it. Um, I don't, the only time I'd calm myself down was actually on my way to the to interview process. Cause I gave me a, that allowed me time to think, which is never good. Um, when I have time to think I process, I overanalyze, overevaluate, and then I go down a wormhole. So, um, when I got the position and I think I got it like June, middle of June and my start date was July one. And I was like two weeks and I'm out. Um, so the moment I like, I stepped on campus and was like, this is my position. And I stepped in my office. I was like, I, 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 obviously, I mean, I had this doubt of like, can I do this? Like, can I be what they need? Can I, 
I mean, the previous training coach did a great job. The kids loved her. The coaching staff loved her. Like it was a, it's a hard position to feel from the get go. Um, and so I was like, can I do this? And then I just had a brief like glimpse of doubt. And then I was like, who am I? Like, don't even, don't even like let myself get there. Like you are so much better than any of that. You're going to do the best you possibly can. They hired you for a reason. They thought you had something that the other candidates didn't. So like, you're, you're going to kill it. Right. Even if I wasn't going to kill it, like I was telling myself I was going to absolutely murder it. Um, so I got in there the first day we got rolling. I was just like, boom, this is how it's going. And I mean, I haven't looked back since don't get me wrong. There's sometimes I'm like, what's going on. But, um, I have yet to catch my breath <laughs> being here for total of like seven months, but I mean, it's, it's been absolutely amazing. And I mean, a roller coaster of just like highs of, wow, this is amazing to, oh my gosh, I've don't even know how I got here. Um, but it's, I mean, I absolutely love it. No, definitely. And what was your mindset going into there as far as the environment you're setting up with your athletes, knowing, you know, you, they, like you said, they did have a previous strength coach that they did. Like, what was, were you kind of, uh, going there? Let's see what was established and build off of that. Or you're like, look at, this is what I'm doing. Here's what we're going to go with. Or what'd you do? So there was two ways I could have gone about Cause I knew how much, you know, the previous year went and, um, I wasn't going to push anything. Um, I talked to the girls and I was like, Hey, this is who I am. This is my background. Um, I knew your previous strength coach were awesome. I am similar in certain ways, but a lot of ways I'm different. Um, I would, you know, this is how we're going to do things. And I kind of just laid everything out of how I wanted things done. And fortunately for me, the girls were beyond receptive. Uh, they came in with an open mind. And I think that was huge too, because they could have came in and been like, who's this strength coach? Like, why? Like, no. Um, so they came in open-minded receptive and they, I mean, they got to work. There wasn't anything that I really had to like be stern about their culture that was set in the weight room was something I would already expect. There was a few things that we had to switch up and make sure it wasn't going to happen again. Um, but they knew I was serious and they knew they slowly started to figure out the only reason why I'm so stern and structured in the weight room is because I care and I understand how it's going to translate on the court. Um, a big buy-in for them was we are doing this because it's going to help us do this on the court. I mean, working with women's basketball for the last few years, like they're hoopers, they love to hoop and they're going to ball. The weight room is just something that kind of comes with it. Um, don't get me wrong. They love, they love getting strong and they love benching. Boy, do they love benching. I'm just like, Oh, um, so, you know, like this is how it's going to translate. Like we're strong. We're in the ACC. Like we are in the ACC and we are, we are not getting bullied by anybody. We are the bullies and we are going to go destroy people at their houses. Um, and so that's something I ingrained in them and they like take it and they love it. And they, anytime they get an and one, anytime anybody ends up on the floor, it's almost like this, you know, they just get angry and this and it's what I love. Um, so from the start, um, like I said, we, I kind of was just like, this is how it's going to go. I wasn't militant about it. I wasn't trying to be, you know, I wasn't setting discipline rules or anything like that. It was just like, this is how it's going to go. This is how we're moving. This is how it's flowing. And they just, all right, they went and they go. And now every time they come to the weight room, they know exactly what we're doing. Nice. And I think that's important. It's good to let them know like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do, but you know, you are a basketball player. So go have fun. Go be a basketball player and let, let me take care of like the performance side of things. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.